On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time Imon Irti Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetoch, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. Vientalem again Omgrev, Orkorn Rachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. I'm going to go to you, Michael, first, because when Cork beat Tipperary, you were reluctant to kind of add them to the All-Ireland conversation. Do you feel differently now that they've taken another big scalp? Definitely blowing my thoughts about them or their prospects out the window anyway. Yeah, that's big for them to put two games back to back. Really, really big. They haven't done that in a couple of years. And it was it was it was kind of the dog fight that they really needed to win as well. They kind of everyone was saying that they had it their own way against Tipperary with the style of play and how open it was. Yesterday it was far less open, but they were still able to create the openings for themselves. There was, you know, loads of kind of neat little stick passes here and there and there's more fellas standing up now again. Like Lahan is becoming a leader. It's it's great to see Patrick Horgan as well take the bull by the horns as well. And they have leaders all over the pitch that you wouldn't have thought maybe a few months ago. That I definitely didn't think anyway. And uh, yeah, it was a, and it was another good game as well. It was another good game, and it's been a promising season so far. Cork are all Ireland contenders now because they're seventy minutes away from an All Ireland if they win the next day. Do you want to apologise to the people of Cork? Uh, no, I won't be apologising <laughs> quite yet. Anyway, not yet. No, um, but uh, no, they, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how things have turned around. Like, and Waterford were kind of, they were the ones everyone was talking about. And now, you know, reading our paper anyway, definitely Derek McGrath is under under serious pressure. But I don't think he's under as much pressure as as, as maybe we're making making out. But uh, I think they'll turn it around as well. But yeah, Cork have really kind of put themselves in the picture now, haven't they? Yeah, Brendan, I'll bring you in now, of course. Uh, you know, the pressure Michael's alluding to, I think, was uh, coming from you. Um, you. You felt that maybe he got a few things wrong in the day? Yeah, I mean, Watford, I think, have, uh, may have lost their identity a small bit in that in the last number of years, they've played the sweeper system. They're very committed to it. And, and of all the teams in the country, they were working it really well. I think then you get to a point where you say, after All-Ireland semi-final last year against Kilkenny, we need to push on. And change yesterday was certainly the first half with Austin coming out around the middle. I don't think the role really suited them. But then they reverted back to the sweeper in the second half. And, you know, it just seemed to get a little bit worse for them. But I certainly would give an awful lot of credit to Cork. I mean, we all probably underestimated them for the second time around. They made Waterford at times look average. And whatever system Waterford played, if the opposition had, I won't say more hunger, but they're getting onto more ball than you are and have that little bit better structure, then you're going to struggle. I think that's what we saw yesterday. The last touched on it there. I think Anthony Nash, from a goalkeeping point of view, has meant that the puck outs are accurate, they're fast, 
and that's brought Conor Lehan and Kingston yesterday wasn't really in the game but he'll come into it again in the Munster final so while not all of them played well they still did enough to get across the line which I think will will help will, what the, the court manager will take most out of the game yesterday Yeah Michael uh, in the build up to the game against Tipperary uh, there were a lot of people kind of criticising some of the more senior Cork players that, had, that it was them who needed to stand up and obviously in the Tipperary game it was the younger players who came to the fore yesterday some of the younger guys you know Kingston was quiet enough um, a few others and it was those older heads who who really came to the fore. So if they can get both of them firing, surely they're going to be even more formidable. Yeah, the, the the tip game was the perfect kind of debut for a lot of those guys and a lot of things went right for them. Uh, it's very rare that you'll get two days in a row where things will go perfect for everybody. But as I said, the older fellas are standing up now. You know, McDonald was tight at the back. Nash, yeah, like Brendan's talking there, I'd say he has some appreciation for what Nash is doing. Like he's put literally putting the ball on a sixpence for lads because there's so much little space when you look out there and they show the view behind the goals. There's so much little space to hit into and he was just putting it into these little pockets of space and it was brilliant. And these are the fellas that are stepping up as well as Lehan and Horgan and uh, obviously Seamus Harnady as well who you'd have great time for. Even in the bad times, he was working unbelievably hard. And if they blend, if they blend those performances performances together between the youth and the ex- more experienced lads, they're going to be really hard stop. They're going to be hard stop anyway, just because it, the, the corkness of it all, the momentum that's building up, you see the fans bur- the waiting, to burst, yeah, like they're waiting to burst out onto the field, like they've really bought into this now and they're going to get, they're going to get harder to stop. Yeah, it's funny, it cut to the terrace, you know, towards the end when Cork were really going well and this, all the fans, they just all look so arrogant, even they're just standing there, they weren't doing anything, they just all look like, they're just exuding this kind of Cork arrogance, it was brilliant. Just, uh, Brendan, I just want to ask you there about Ozzy Gleeson. Um, apart from the most outrageous bit of skill I've seen in a long time from his point he got there in the first half, but um, what was the crack, uh, Brendan, with him yesterday? Obviously, just was he given a free roll, but like, um, as you've seen yourself, he couldn't get a grip on the game and he was taken off, which is unheard of with Ozzy Gleeson's talent. Like, where if you were over, um, over water for yourself, where would you play him? Would you play him centre back or centre forward? I play him centre forward, but you said there that the start is unheard of for his talent to be taken off. He, he he was taken off in the Munster final last year as well. I think you you need to give Austin Gleeson at his his age a, a definite role where he's involved in the game an awful lot. I don't think, and it's not a reflection on him because he's only twenty one, mature enough yet to tell him you start corner forward and drift out and get onto ball and affect the game. I think he just needs to hurl more of instinct. You saw him sliding in, tapping the ball into his hand and bang over the bar completely instinctive hurler last year against Kilkenny in the in the All-Ireland semi-final the first day in Crow Park like he outfielded at Kilkenny half-back line constantly on his own you know what I mean he was really really strong really set up a good platform and I'd position him centre forward and say every ball goes into Austin and Austin you're to be getting on an awful lot of ball but I think telling him you're to go out there now and you just drift around the place and get onto a bit of ball if you can I just think at his age, um, he needs to have a more defined role, I think, in the team because there's no doubt, like, I mean, he's an unbelievable talent and that's what Water will be pinning their hopes on for the rest of the qualifiers, that he'll be more involved. And I think he will. Yesterday was just kind of an off day in fairness for Austin, you know. I, th- I think it was always going to be difficult for him, wasn't it? Like, you know, hurler of the year mm. last year, the year he had. Um, and obviously when there's more and more video analysis than ever there was and boys, teams are going to be concentrating much more on how to deal with him how to limit his influence on the game. So it's the difficult second album, as they call it. Like, you know, it's um, it's always going to be harder for him. And as Brendan says, he's 21. And asking him to go around and do that job where you have to go and impose yourself on the game without being given a particular job, it's a very hard thing to do with that level he of experience. It reminds me a bit of Paul Pogba in the sense that there's so much talent, but yet he kind of drifts in and out of games. And there's still Don't reference... 
uh, Ozzy Gleason to an overpaid <laughs> soccer player would just stop. Hundred <laughs> million. In the sense <laughs> that they both are such immense talents, but sometimes they drift in and out of games, and the managers don't seem to. Managers like Mourinho and McGrath, who are so meticulous in everything else they do, still don't seem to have a place for them in their own systems where they get them the best out of them. Maybe. Yeah, well, I, I think it just goes down to he's only twenty-one. He's a couple of years under his belt. No matter how good he is ability-wise, he still needs to learn. And the heat in the battle of Munster Championship as Brendan would know more than anyone. I'd imagine like you need to have a specific role because with the crowd and obviously the heat yesterday, he needs me right. My job is to do X, Y, and Z, not roam around and see how I can create openings in this game. So I think Brendan Sponder, you need to put him centre forward and do what he does best, catching uh, puck outs and setting up lads around him. So I just I have a soft spot for Waterford. I'm a bit disappointed now over yesterday, I have to say. So, um, But you can't write them off just yet, but it's it's not looking good anyway. Yeah, Brendan, in the qualifiers now, obviously, there's a lot of good teams in there. From Waterford's perspective, where do you see them in terms of, you know, alongside Kenny and Tipperary, are they more or less likely to be all-Ireland contenders than those other big guns? I think they are, you know. I think all the teams in the qualifiers, are they're very much on merit, um, you know, to be fair. So they're all very, very brittle confidence-wise. And, and the key for any of the teams, and I, I remember when the draw was made for us to play either Dublin or Kilkenny, it was two weeks in advance, and the following weekend, Dublin played Kilkenny in the replay. And I remember being above in uh, Pierce Stadium in Galway watching the Bray footballers. And my heart sank a little when it said Kilkenny, Nolan Park, that Kilkenny had been beaten by Dublin. And it shouldn't have. You know, it really shouldn't have. But as a player at the time, that was my emotion. And it kind of reflected in Tipperary when we went down to, down to Nolan Park that, you know, we, we pushed a certain amount, but we didn't really play with the kind of confidence we should have. So confidence is going to be a key part and a bit of belief. And that's what the managers will come in and the players in the coming weeks. While all of us on the outside looking in will be casting doom and gloom over managers' futures and players and they're no good this, no good that. It's up to the players, though, to, to get together now. And I think Watford can do that. But, um, again, it might go back a little bit in what I said. Nobody, and I mean nobody, would want to draw Kilkenny and Nolan Park in that monster pot. Because as brittle as you are going down there, it's not a nice place to go. No matter how poor or off the pace, we'll say, people are saying Kilkenny are, that is the one draw that all the Munster teams will be saying, well, we wouldn't fancy that now. I think if you're, if you're in that pot at the minute, if you can get over the initial fog of defeat, you're looking at the two provincial finals and it's it's Clare, uh, Clare and Cork, obviously, and Galway and Wexford. And I think you know, you're thinking, if you can come out at the back door and come into one of them in an All-Ireland semi-final, if, if let's say if Clare win Munster, it'll be huge for them and that team to get back on their feet. And would they be a little bit uh, vulnerable in in, in a, an All Ireland semi final? Would would Galway be a bit vulnerable? Would would, would Wexford? Would you be thinking, Jesus, you'd a bit of momentum coming through the back door? So. I'm thinking that if you can just ride out the next week or two, the first round of that qualifiers, and then get back on your feet, I think there's a lot of teams in that back door that have a big say, yeah. Yeah, Michael, Galway is the only uh, All-Ireland semi-finalist in the last two years to be unscathed in the Championship so far. You were at the game against Offaly at the weekend. Uh, did they show anything to justify their kind of heavy favourites tag? Um, I suppose it was just how they were able to adapt to kind of what Offaly threw at them. They played eight defenders, um, the two two sweepers in behind the half back line, which caught an awful lot of ball. And they were kind of it was I think it was six points to one three after about midway through the first half. And then they realised that they had to do something different, and they got ten points from well, let's say out the middle of the park for the next fifteen twenty minutes. And then in the second half, they just did the same. Really, they knew it was going to be hard to get in around goal. They didn't make that much of an effort to get in around goal. 
And I think it's just how they're kind of adapting with t- to things and thinking on their feet maybe a bit more than they would have in the past. This would have probably caused them trouble maybe two or three years ago and the game would have been a lot tighter for a lot longer. But they got found a solution and kind of dealt with it there and then. I want to ask you a bit about Conor Whelan. Uh, he got man of the match, I think. Uh, for me, maybe you gave him man of the match yeah, in the paper. I, I think everybody had to give yeah. him man of the match, yeah. He's 25-1 to 1 to be hurler of the year this year. Two man of the match performance as a start the championship. He's looking pretty good. What do you think about that outside Brett? Uh, yeah, it's uh, realistically if you just if they don't get to another in semi final and final, you can probably forget about it because that's basically what is judged on. But so far, yeah, and he just he looks different. Uh, I think he had seven shots at the goal yesterday and seven points. He just he Physically, gets he's, yeah he's, he's uh, a different person. Yeah. I know he's only a young fellow when Anthony Cunningham was he straight out of minor I think when Anthony yeah, Cunningham so, brought yeah, him yeah. in first. But now he's lost. Just you can see he must be carrying a few extra kilos. In. He's and huge. The right like, sort of kilos. Yeah. Like he's That's so hard to knock off the ball. When I watch the Galway team, is no matter what age the player is, they're just all built ridiculously well. You know, they're so physically strong. It's it's just yeah. It's he's fun. such an addition to them, though. They have been missing someone like that. They would have had maybe a Cyril Donlan, maybe probably not as stylish. I would say as Whelan. Whelan is fast. He's fit. He's accurate. He can win his own ball. It just he gives them something a little different. They have plenty of big fellas there, but he kind of is a mix of it all. Obviously not as you know graceful as Joe, but he has a lovely mix and he just offers them something different. Yeah, as regards to the year, yeah, he's he's probably not a bad bet at this stage. I think he was sixty six is starting off, so yeah, not surprised he's gone in a bit there. Yeah, yeah, Brendan, what do you think? Connor Whelan at twenty five to one for hurler of the year. It's not so bad. I'll tell you one thing. Whatever goal we are, I think they're two to one to win the All Ireland. They they look like a mature mature team. I saw them in the the flesh against Dublin, and while everyone said afterwards that was a poor enough old game, Galway just did what they had to do to get over the line. I think that's what teams who have a confidence and inner belief in themselves do. Like yesterday, they had a good look at Offaly and then decided, look, we just scored thirty points. There's no point in getting too carried away up here, and they went off and and did that. So they're playing with a great control and a composure. Certainly, they they have the physique and the body strength and kind of wheel and just epitomizes all those kind of things. And the modern player nowadays really is wasting his time unless he's he's built like that because you have to be robust. I mean, the hits yesterday, even when you say Cork aren't that physical, and um, you know Bill Cooper turned Kevin Moore upside down. So that's the way the game has gone. But I think God will be looking now that when they into Crow Park and playing Wexford, I think Wexford the way they play will be like swatting flies for all the world you know you can't get overly physical with Wexter because they move the ball quickly um, but uh, I just think Galway are in control of what they're doing and they look really impressive so far but yeah. every, every game to win Brendan like it's going to ranch it up a little bit in Galway isn't it so if they mm-hmm. win a Leinster title they're in the, every game to win it's going to the expectation is good they're already 2-1 to one, which is very short like, yeah, very you short, know, they, yeah. they are the form team and they would be my pick at the moment as well, but two to one is a little bit too short. And every game to win, that's going to step up. They're probably yeah. benefiting from all the other surprise results in the championship. Is keeping the spotlight maybe off Galway solely because everyone's talking about the Cork win, the Waterford loss, the Tip loss, and the Kilkenny loss. Whereas Galway are somehow going simultaneously under the radar while also being really, really strong favourites. They're doing something they haven't done before, though. They're they've been really professional in, you know, I know Dublin and Offaly were probably below par, but they've been really professional about it. They're killing the game off much earlier than they would have before. So I, that's definitely a progress thing. I just wouldn't mind asking Brendan, year are, I know they're second favourites. They're probably kind of in the long grass and happy enough to see everything that's going on at the moment. Any word from Tipperary, Brendan, since, or how have things been, or have you had any murmurs from the camp? 
You know what? Side of the wild rumours that are not short. It's something you see in the Hello magazine. Um, no, everything is everything is fine. I mean, like, like fine from regard that right, you were you were smacked in a league final. We all see how good guy we are. Then Cork, and maybe we all might have to say to ourselves, maybe we're all underestimating Cork. So Cork are a good are a good side. Now we'll see with 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 say, but I think Tipperary will be fine. I think no matter who they play to the qualifiers, they'll get to that quarter final stage. And if they do, then it may be whatever the losers in in Leinster. I think the big problem Tipperary will have would be Galway because they have the physicality and the pace and all. But I think we're going to see an, a way different Tipperary team. Possibly a few changes. Whatever Mick Ryan will base everything as he always does on training, but they'll be angry. And I think when Tipperary are angry, coupled with the skill that's there, they're a, they're a real, real force. And um, maybe it is the kick up in the backside a couple of months, a month down the lo- down the line after the dust has settled that the, the players will have needed. I've heard training is going quite well. And uh, like everybody else, looking forward to next Monday when we find out who will play next. Yeah, I was going to say, it builds up to the most hotly anticipated qualifier draw possibly in the history of, uh, of the GA. There's so many great teams in there. You know, it's kind of reminds us of 2013, doesn't it? The way there's been so many shocks already. It's it's probably I don't we might say this every year, but it really has been a really amazing hurling yeah, championship. We thought that was going to herald the dawn of a new era in Hurland, and what happened? And Kilkenny and Tip uh, won the next year, didn't they? Yeah, so, yeah, Kilkenny won two, and then Tip won one. Yeah, and, and Tip won one. So you know, it, it was nothing had changed by the end of it. But yeah, no, it's it's shaping up brilliantly at the minute. Um, both provincial finals will be uh, big events in their own right. Um, and the back door is, yeah, it's it's going to be that draw next month is is brilliant. Funnily enough, what Brendan said about nobody wanting to go to Northern Park, I actually think Waterford will want to go to Northern Park. Genuinely, I think they need to. They need some sort of. I don't think they need a handy game. I think they need something to get up for straight away. And if they can get, if they were able to get over Kilkenny, who obviously have beaten them what in the last two All Ireland semi-finals, then it's a, a different championship for them again after one game. Mm-hmm. I think they need something big. And if they're out, they're out. But if they win, it's a different championship for them. So I think that's going to need something like that. I think Tip. Yeah, on that, I, I had that, we had that experience when we played in 2010 and we beat Wexford above and Turles. And I was very happy as a player that was Wexford we drew rather than we'll say any, I will say any of the, which could have been Kilkenny, whoever the case may be. I think as a player, you just want to get through games and you just want to win. And when winning, it doesn't matter who you play or who you beat, once you get that win and atmosphere inside in the dress rooms, I remember afterwards, um, in in their intent, like you know, Declan Fanning said a few words about we're back on the road again now, and everyone was filled with a belief. It didn't really matter if it was the club team we'd beaten on the day, right? The outside the pundits, everyone was saying, "Ah, sure, look, Wexford weren't weren't playing well anyway, lads, you know." But inside, then we played awfully, and again, people said, "Oh no, it's only awfully now." But we went in against Galway, having won two games on the spin, and we felt great about ourselves. Now, the fact that it wasn't Kilkenny and one of the bigger guns, I suppose, we beaten didn't matter so much to the group. Only that we're getting our mojo back again, and when the time comes, we'll be ready. And I think that's another angle, I suppose, of the counter argument to having to go down to the lines then to Blake Kilkenny to find out whether you're good enough or not. I think Declan Fanning had half an ear hanging off him after that Wexford game, Brendan. Am I right? He did. He did. He was doing all the talking because he couldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much yeah. for joining us, Brendan. I really appreciate it. No problem.